podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening and welcome along to the forum eventually. Nearly at 11 o'clock an hour later, so we'll just call it that it's in Central European time. Why are we in Central European time? Because, of course, France have been eliminated from the Euros. Um, There was a penalty shootout. Kylian Mbappe, Liverpool's new record signing as a centre-forward is Gick. Um, And that's basically been it. So, well, welcome along. Welcome along. This is the forum. (laughs) Down below me here is Peter Smith. Over this way here is Ray Dicko Dickinson, England's greatest ever fan. And um, beside me, um, this way, of course, is Gavin Doyle in the lovely uh, surrounds of his non-green screen. It's a real studio. He can touch touch those pictures that are in the back of Mm. him. They're real. He didn't make it up. He's a real boy. He's a real boy, just like Pinocchio wasn't. Um, <laughs> but so anyway, look, welcome along to the show. Um, it's been a long evening so far. We were hoping to be on a 10, but of course the drama that unfolded in front of our televisions meant that even some of us who will be Luddites when it comes to international football generally have been bought into this uh, wonderful, exciting uh, international football tournament. Um, with that, we have four topics tonight. First topic we're going to cover off is England. Can they win the Euros? And we want to make that an all-encompassing topic to talk about. After that, then, we're going to talk about the Dutch and their, their perennial failures at major tournaments. And um, Pete wants to talk to them. And we can talk about the French and we can talk about anyone else that wants to come along because there's a lot of common themes that arise out of it as well. Um, following that, then, we'll talk about Fool's Gold. I'll bring that up a bit later and explain a bit later to you what that means. And then, finally, we're going to talk about managers on the run. People, managers who just don't want to work anymore, right? They're on the run. Don't, don't want to work for Everton or Tottenham Hotspur, no matter what you're prepared to pay them. There's you know, literally, there's, sorry, there's literally managers now. Do you ever see the thing on Channel 4 called Hunted, where yeah. 12 randomers are thrown out of a van on Albert Dock, <laughs> and you have to leave all of England to run around and not get caught by the, the, the lads. That's yeah. literally all the managers in the world now. They're literally being thrown out of a van and... Bill Kenroy is chasing them around the place <laughs> and not, they're doing their best to stay away from them. It's mental. It's literally man, manager fugitives. That's what they are. But your man O'Sheary doesn't exist for a start, right? He's he's actually, that's Nick Barnby or uh, somebody involved with Liverpool. He's not real. It's like it's no, John like, Henry's like... No, do you know what I've noticed? Do you know what I've noticed? Do you know what I've noticed? If Everton are about to make a bad decision, right, they blame it on his mate Usmanov. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> they do, they go, well, if Usmanov is behind this, you know what I mean? And they're like, he doesn't even yeah. own the club. He doesn't have nothing to do with it. But well, it's, Gav, it's keep this. We'll we, we get into that a bit, a bit later uh, uh, as, as we go on. Because we, we do want to talk about the, the zeitgeist, the thing that's at the moment, the thing that's, that, that's filling everyone's boots high has been two sensational games of football over the course of the day. And sensational is probably a lie, but two great entertaining games of football which involve mm. lots of really bad football, lots of really bad defending and lots of goals. And who doesn't like goals in a football match when it comes to tournaments? Because normally... You get loads of goals in the group stage and then the, it just dries up in the, the knockout stage because teams are a bit worried to go and attack. This has been a tonic for the goal fest. And on that basis, and Ray, I'll let you lead into it because you've seen you've seen nearly all the competitors at this stage, right? And you, you just ignore Sweden because you always beat Sweden. Always, always, always beat Sweden. So Sweden aren't even a real team for you to consider, right? Um, 
Right, on this basis and from what you've seen over the weekend, are England going to win the European World Cup? I think they're a, a, a very live chance of winning it. Yeah, I really do. Getting a little bit excited now. I mean, today's games, um, they were unreal. Like, it's like, you know, it's kind of like heavyweight boxers, like slugging it out. And, and obviously now, you know, we're going to see two teams play each other in, in the likes of Spain and Switzerland to <coughs> 30 legs, 30, 30 minutes in the legs. Um, you know, for, for me, England, if England are going to win this tournament, it's going to be on the basis of maintaining that solid back line and not conceding goals. We've seen it in previous tournaments where the likes of Greece have absolutely like snooze fested the way to win an, uh, a tournament. And I, and I think that's kind of almost like England's best hope. It, it, uh, like if, if I'm sitting down at this time tomorrow in England of board the way to a 1-0 win against Germany, then then I really will start getting excited about winning it because, like, let, let all the other teams on the other side of the draw sort of, you know, put up these entertaining games because at the end of the day, only one team will come out of that side of the draw. And with the Dutch going out last night, you know, that, that, that for me, has kind of opened up a massive avenue. I mean, England... Looked a gift horse in the mouth last time around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> England looked a gift horse in the mouth last time around uh, in the World Cup when, when the same thing happens. In the, uh, I, have, I have to read this out for people that will listen later. Paul Gormley says, Jesus Christ, he must be one of the very few Scouse England fans, but his stomach is torn. Oh, can I can, can I, I defend just, can, can, I, I, can I defend him a little bit because just before he's fucking winding everyone up. No, but just before you defend him, Gav, I just want to say, Paul, if 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 Ray is torn your stomach, you should see Jamie talk about England in real life. It's just it's it's horrific stuff. But anyway, go on, Gav. <laughs> defend him. I, I, defend he's him. just fucking winding everyone up. Like you know, he's he's like he's calling himself a top white now instead of a top red. No, he's doing all sorts of Look, stuff, for, for 18, and, and it's great. For between eighteen and twenty-two days, because that's generally how long England are in tournaments yeah I, uh, I I like to you know put on a different a different personality and try and uh, try and do my best impersonation of an England fan that I can and then as soon as they're dumped out the tournament the very next day I, I, I'm completely over it 100% but um, no I mean it, all, all joking aside um, I think England would, would be kicking themselves because you know, this is this is basically turned into a home tournament for England. I mean, if you look at all these these teams traveling around the whole of Europe, going to mm. Eastern Europe, coming back, stops in between, going up to Scandinavia. England have got every game at home, well, apart from what would be a quarter final in Rome. I mean, they'd be looking a gift horse in the mouth if if they can't convert this into at least getting to the final. Oh, Rome, good. Rome, it all falls. Shy for England and Rome. Well, Pete, I haven't brought you in yet, right? The, you're not a top white, obviously, because like you're not part of the English Supporters Club, right? But <laughs> <laughs> never. Well, <laughs> I want to move away from England because personally, I hate England, and uh, I, I've, I've been accused of being an English basher, so I won't go deeper into politics tonight. But well, I want to ask you, right? Um, how happy were you at seeing that Pogba prick get knocked out of the Euros after his little dance on the pitch? <laughs> 
let's let's let, I mean let's 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 call a spade a spade. Pogba's been fantastic in this tournament, and he always he turns up for France. He just turns up. He does what he's supposed yeah. to do. But you score the third goal. The last thing you want to do is dance in the corner of the pitch. You pump your fist and you tell the lads it is not over. We keep going. We keep going. All you're doing there is goading the opposition. And if anybody has any bollocks about them in a, in a, in a, in the opposing journey, as Granite Jacker did tonight, you're saying, look at this fool dancing around. Let's get one back and rattle them a bit, little bit. I mean, this, we'll talk about it later, but this tournament has lacked in a lot of things. You talked about defensive defensiveness, but leadership. I mean, I expect from Pogba with the tournament that he's had to say, no, no dancing. This is a tight game. We're three one up. There's a few minutes to go. Come on, lads, we we go. And then I expect Deschamps to say, right, I'm going to take off someone. I'm going to sit someone in front of that three or the four, and I'm going to just lock this game down. The standard of coaching and management in this tournament has been absolutely abysmal. But the lack of leadership has been on the pitch has been just a bit. And Pogba, to be honest with you, as good as he's been, that was his moment to say, no, I'm a different man. Well, three one up. I don't underestimate. I don't fucking dance around like an idiot. You're just inviting people into the game, so he deserved that. Graham Sooners is smoking a big Cuban right now. But, okay, look, we we all know Pogba goes over the top. I think his, his whole personality is 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 about being over the top and being trying to make out that he's he's, he's the greatest showman and the greatest player in, in the world because he obviously aspires to being that. And um, there's one thing about doing the dancing and stuff. There's another about performing on the pitch. And on that. Mbappe, when we went into the tournament, Grace has been um, that sort of waxing lyrical about where this fella is, and that he's he's on the on the cusp of being the the man who takes over from the Ronaldo and the Messi crowns as both of those guys move on to the twilight of of, of their careers. Um, Mbappe really didn't turn up in this tournament outside of a flash in the very first game against Germany yeah. where he cut inside. Do, do you know what he's and, shown? Do you know what he's shown tonight, Phil Mbappe, more than I'm glad you brought it up. He's shown that he needs people talk about he doesn't need the stepping stone to get to the highest, highest level. He doesn't need to go to the museum club, to go to Real Madrid, to go whoever's going to manage that circus next year. He needs a manager who's going to actually bring out the best in him. And I think we all know the name I'm going to say. He needs... I see him running around and doing things in areas of the field that he doesn't need to do it. Do you know, he's he's fantastic. He, he does he does things that in the previous game, uh, Maratta couldn't do, for example. But then there's other things that he needs. I mean, he, he lets a ball come across onto his left side that he should have just opened up his right boot, uh, boot and, and put in the bottom corner. He needs a clop. I, if that young lad doesn't realise now that he's not the finished article, tonight might be the making of that lad because he's thinking, will I go to Real Madrid? Will I go? Will I? Will I? Will, you know, will I go and be a superstar? No, he has a lot. Of, still has a lot of developing to do. There's a lot of hype around him, and I'm a, a huge fan, but he needs a clock. Look, I, I fear from missing the, the the only penalty missed in a shoot. It was always tough for a guy, and it was a great save by Summer. He goes the right way, and he, it's at a it's at a tough height, but it, 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 you know it, it was a saveable height, and that's the way it always. But no one wants to talk England. No one wants to. Everyone wants to. You know? Well, I want to run through it, Ray, because I don't want to be here all night to be prepared. To be honest. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I could talk about England all day. But actually, of 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 all the teams, England is the only team that's made me turn off the television because it's not been interesting. Well, them Finland, Hungary, um, the Ukraine, most of those games, games with teams that are completely irrelevant and, and don't really like aren't entertaining to watch. So when they've been on, you just nah, 
the Tour de France is on or something else is on. Wimbledon start. Um, Formula One is on. Um, Paw Patrol is on. You know, yeah. that type of stuff well, is like... Tomorrow, you, yeah, you, five o'clock. You yeah. do. But I, I guess, look, the, the, the overreaction is going to be, oh, Mbappe's price has gone down and he's, he's sullied his bib and all. I don't think, I think the kid is is is, is a smashing player. He's, he's a world-class talent. He probably needs the right guidance, but he also needs to step up in comp- competition. Like we're talking about, he's playing for PSG and the only real competition or competitive level he's playing at is in the Champions League. The one thing you can say about the way Ronaldo and Messi and even Suarez owned their skills by continually taking a step up in league. So Suarez comes to us in the Prem, steps his game up to the next level. He goes from us to Barcelona. And look, we all know what Suarez has done when he, when he goes to Barcelona, wins Champions Leagues, wins league titles. Barcelona say, now you're too old and your shit. Goes off to Atletico Madrid and sticks two fingers up with them and wins the league. Like this is That's what the, the true elite players do in terms of what they can do with their career. And Mbappe is definitely one. If he steps up and has that competition on a week-to-week basis, either it makes him or it breaks him. And that's the only way we're going to find out about how good this, this fella actually is. I, I don't think can that, I just... I mean- there's some comments in coming in around the price being affected. You know, I don't think that affects the price one one shot. I mean, no, but it should affect his thinking, Ray. It should affect the people that look after killing him back by his father and his brothers, whatever. It should affect their thinking. Tonight's a reality check for him. Forget about the penalty. Anybody can miss a penalty. But in the dynamics of the game, if you thought you were ready, I mean, the Swiss, they're not exactly world beaters, but they're tight, organised, and they're and, and they're a test there something to break down he has a lot of development to do his thinking should be changed okay. Pete I want to move on I don't want to move on, this, on the subject but and Gav I want to come back to this looking at the other game so we saw Spain earlier on have a 3-1 lead and they capitulated and they end up winning an extra time but that's a 3-1 lead we've seen that game a 3-1 lead they capitulate like the weak defences it's the knockout phases the weak defences are starting to get shown up the only team that's shown a really strong defence or a stout defence so far has been Italy so can we see any other team at this moment in time outside of the two uh, second round games to go tomorrow based on what we've seen? Have you seen anyone yet that you can see can penetrate and break down this Italian side? I haven't seen a lot of the Euros. I'm being honest. I told people last week I watched mm. literally none of the first two rounds of games. None of them. Um, I've seen Italy against Austria the other night. It was a great game. And Italy, they do look strong. You know, they look just so solid and they have a couple of players that will that can hurt you as well. You know, um, that, that's a great mix to have. England have the same. England do have the same. They have, like, they, okay, they've won both. You know, they, they haven't conceded the goal. Um, they're strong at the back. I don't know how much they've been tested, I'm going to be honest with you. It yeah. will, a stronger test will come. I'm going to be honest with you. It, when you look at that side of the draw, like I have her in front of me here, and you look at it and you're saying to yourself, right, England, if England were to go through against Germany, and that's a big if, right? I think people are underwriting Germany massively. I think when, if Germany are notorious for this, they'll start a tournament and they go, oh, they're not up to much. And next of all, they click on, in the second round and the quarters and they might dog a semi-final and then they're in the final and you know how Germany get on. But Ukraine and Sweden on that side of the draw and, you know, it's it's an open side of the draw. The other side is a nightmare. Belgium, Italy, Switzerland and Spain. It could have been France and Spain. But when you look at England... If they can stay solid, they have a great chance because they've they've loads of talent going forward. But I think they might need something bad to happen to them to just jolt so so okay. He seems to me to be a manager that's that's just stuck in his way here. And mm. he's just going to try, you know, muddle through with the same players every time. You know, I can't believe like you haven't seen Sancho. I think I can't believe you haven't seen Mara Grealish. You mm. know, and it and it's a bit strange when you look at it with regards to England that he hasn't mixed it up a bit more and then the whole Mason Mount and Chilwell stuff hasn't helped but he might need he might need someone to get a knock and he has to 
you know, yeah. break Harry glass Kane. a little bit. Needs Harry Kane to get a knock. Well, whatever, whoever it might be. Some, it, something, something different. It, it could be, yeah, and it could be just a spark to me because he, to me, the, the vibe I'm getting off Southgate already is a massive nervousness. And mm. you usually see, when you see nervous managers, you see them sticking with what they think they know. And I think there's, there's players in that team. I'm not asking them all to start, but I think if you, if you look at them and you say, he could come on, you know, Greedy <coughs> should be seeing more. Sancho, you know, how highly rated he is. He's on the verge of a move to Manchester United. And it's just, Saka. yeah, Saka, Saka's a fucking great player, but it's, it's just one of those where it might need someone to get a knock or something to go against England where, Selke has to show a little bit of balls, you know, and, and, and I think that I think that might hurt him because I I could envision a game against Germany where he sticks with it and sticks with it and sticks with it and just gets sucker punched near the end and he's no. And that's why they won't win it. That's why they won't win it, Gab. I mean, to be honest with you, go way back. The whole England's whole problem is, I mean, it's indicated, if you will. It's, you look at Jamie Vardy. There's no way Jamie Vardy shouldn't be in that squad. In fact, to be honest, if you're picking on what the actual team needs. He should be in the team. Harry Kane is knackered. He's his own worst enemy. You know, he's he's that player that wants to be on everything. And now you look at him, he's, he just runs around. He looks like a big lumbering fella. If you didn't watch the Premiership week in, week out, and you were to watch England, you go, why the fuck is that big fella with the number 10 on his back playing for that country? I don't understand. When Jamie Vardy packed it in, Jamie Vardy packed it in for a reason because he knew that Gareth Southgate, despite what he was capable of doing, Jamie Vardy can stretch teams. It's like looking at Ian Rush. Jamie Vardy should be playing in that team. It's a joke. It's it's ridiculous. For me, that's why England, they don't have that. He's stuck in a way that it's, it's almost like the players pick the team and he just doesn't want to be an unpopular man. He doesn't want to try anything. But, I mean, for me... Jamie Vardy says everything about why England won't win anything. You want someone to stretch someone, you, you know, you want to spring, you want to get someone on the end of things, he's your man. He's not even on the plane. They've they 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 a great chance, though. They do have a great chance. I genuinely I believe that. I, 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 think if they get, I think if they get by Germany, I think they have a great chance. Oh, I really we watched, just, we watched it. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say, look, there's all the talk about England. It's, I suppose it's it's, it's valid because Ray's point is that the only game that they don't play at home is is the is the um, quarterfinals potentially if they can get past Germany. Or the, the likelihood is they'll shift the final unless um, Boris and well Hancock is <laughs> Andy Cock is gone now. So whoever's mm-hmm. whoever's in will be told to just make a decision, yeah. and AstraZeneca will come up with a will make you up um, stats that it's all right for everyone to go into a stadium now. It's grand, um, but. I think they'll move the final to somewhere where they can get a full crowd in because definitely I know I know the lads are saying it, it makes a big difference to the atmosphere at the yeah, match. But you have to, I don't know if they can move with that Lee. I, I don't know whether. But I think they can, Gav. I think it's 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 within it's within the remit of UEFA to pass well, the final. Well, unless unless yeah, but I I don't know. I, I would suggest there's a there's a. I don't know, statute of limitations is probably the wrong words yeah, to use yeah, it. Yeah. But, but hang, there's hang probably, on, you have, there's so, probably a certain amount of notice and, and Wembley would be hired by UEFA yeah. to, yeah, to, to yeah. host that one. Yeah, some of the lads in the comments have gone about Vardy. Vardy retired for a reason, though, people in the comments. He retired for a reason because of this stupid inflexibility that goes okay. England I in. Don't don't care, I, don't, I, I don't care about Vardy. I know, I'm just saying. I don't care about Vardy because, again... It's like, I, I don't care, right? Well, I, was, I was making, we wanted to discuss a point there and you went off on a Vardy rant. I don't care about Vardy. Vardy you want to to bring your best players? He has a head like a weasel, right? So it's like, <laughs> I'm not interested in weasels. If I want to weasels, I'd look at the, the wind in the, the willows. Class. 
the guys class he's, he's, and you have a we've a, class they have a polar bear they have a polar bear with the number 10 we on haven't the talked about Belgium you're still talking about Vardy we haven't talked about <laughs> Belgium um, and because it's going to segue into your fucking topic so shut up and just let me talk right so <laughs> this is bleeding ruining my buzz here no, uh, anyway American football. shut up will you just I'm the host <laughs> you want to host you get your own show right um, anyway right the, the what I want to ask you about we haven't talked about Belgium um, and it's interesting because Belgium have been perennial dark horses for two or three tournaments now because of the squad that they have. <clears throat> they're, they're into the next round of the competition. They looked fairly competent in terms of, of winning the game they have. Ray, for you, looking at, the, looking at that side of the draw with France now gone mm. and, and Spain being a horrible, horrible average side um, that's in there, right? Like, Does Belgium have a realistic chance now of at least getting to the semis? If not for it? Well, I think Bel- I think the winner of Belgium, Italy, will get to the final. So I think it really comes down to that for them. This is their I mean, that was a that was a stiff enough test. Portugal gave mm. you know, gave it a good go, particularly towards the end there. I thought it wouldn't have been, you know, unfair for that game to go to extra time. Um that, you know, they hit the post there towards the end. Um I think, you know, Belgium have got, you know, they've got they've got the star talent haven't they they've got they've got Kevin De Bruyne who just you know I don't know I know I know he went off and, and not sure what his status is for the next game um you know Lukaku I think you know his hold up play uh and bringing others in is phenomenal um and he always looks like he's potentially going to go through and, and, and score himself so um they're a little bit suspect at the back you know you've got the likes of um for Tongan, for Marlon, don't know whether that's going to stand up um, against Italy and potentially against uh, Spain if they're in a semi-final. But no, the, the winner, the winner of Belgium versus Italy is 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 the finalist for me from that side of the draw. Is is the common thread here, lads, in all this? Um, and Pete, I'll let you. In. This this will take us into into your topic on the Dutch. But is the common thread here the vast array of average to shit managers? Like you look at Belgium and Roberto Martinez, a failed English Premier League manager at the likes of Wigan, Everton, no mark clubs. Right, gets the Belgium gig. You look at um, the French gig. Deschamps was probably at his peak of his powers maybe 10 years ago. He wins the World Cup. He did a great job in terms of winning the World Cup. Um, but again, you look at this and you're thinking to yourself, well, who are the standout managers? Who, who, if you look at all these big name countries, who are the standout managers? Where the, the, the attraction of international football is no longer, it's no longer seen as the pinnacle of the game. So the best managers are no longer in it. So you look at the England job and this is, this is in terms of what we're looking at. We have a no mark. We have a guy whose career is based on being relegated and making teams worse season upon season. Um, and since going into the England job, he started off well and has made the English team worse in terms mm-hmm. of their ability to play and, and whatever's there. And Pete, you're, you, you, I know this is your topic in terms of the Dutch, but look, we're looking at a Dutch side that, didn't even have potentially didn't even have the best Dutch squad available to. So I'll, I'll let you take it away in terms of where you want to go with it. But uh, no, I think I think you're right, Phil. To be honest with you, and you hit the nail on the head when you talk about international football just not being the pinnacle of the game. Anymore. And I know you have a decent view on the way it should be. And I wouldn't disagree. Scrap the 
scrap the qualifiers and just go for the tournaments and make it attractive again. But for me, I mean, I look at look at Ronald De Boer, for example. Um, and you know, my topic's Holland. And I mean, listen, anybody can have a player sent off, but effectively they played five at the back, had a man sent off, and he didn't change. He invited the checks onto him, where which is the last thing you want to do at international level. And the reason I highlight that, to be honest, is not because of not because of the game yesterday, because it's an indication of the lack of... I mean, I look at the Netherlands in particular. We all like to watch them down the years. They had Renus Meikles all those years ago, but nobody can remember what club that he, he ever managed. The Dutch had a system whereby, you know, the, their great master or their great teacher would, would ascend straight to the international team, regardless of, you know, of, of his club pedigree. I look at Ruud Hullet, for example. I think the Dutch lot have missed a trick with Ruud. You know, I, I think I don't think Real Tullet was ever made to manage a club. I think a guy at that level would go to a club and think those six or seven players or ten players aren't good enough, weren't at my level, and just ignore them. So he automatically became a poor club manager. He probably should have went into international management because certainly in Renus Meikle's last six or seven years in charge, for all intents and purposes, Real Tullet was picking the team anyway. So for me, I think the Dutch... You know, they've got this fantastic structure, but it's just not it's not attractive for the top coach or, or the top <coughs> manager to, to be there, or maybe they're just not there. Um so you look at look at the team. I mean, I'm very surprised looking at a Dutch side without an out and out centre forward. They've got all these kind of wingers who like to run around and interchange positions, but don't really do much. We watched Daily Marlon or whatever his name is, Marlon run through a couple of times yesterday and freeze. Freeze. I mean, I, I, he tried to dance around the keeper. I just, I mean, I'm used to watching Dutch sides who, with a centre forward or two centre forwards who not are not necessarily the best players you have, but if they're one on one with a goalkeeper, it's one nil, it's two nil. Then I, I, for me, you know, just looking at when when the lit went off, I mean, you're looking at the board saying, okay, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to push the, the side forward? Are you going to make a, a couple of changes? Are you going to try to, you know, go all, go all in and, and kind of go for broke and, and make the checks think he didn't? He just invited them on, which kind of suggests another thing as well. I'm surprised at the lack of leadership on the park. Listen, it's not a slight on Gini Wijnaldum. Gini Wijnaldum is the player that he is. Perhaps wouldn't be my captain at, at, mm. at an international level. You know, I mean, maybe it's his record that gets him there or it's the kind of energy, but a guy that's posting Spotify uh, song lists, for me, I don't want to take, I mean, that's modern football, but it's not, it's not my international captain. So I think I think the game in general, certainly in this tournament, is lacking leaders. The only real leaders, and you, you hit, on, you hit it on, on, the, on the head earlier on, Italy have seven or eight leaders, to be quite honest with you. It, they're missing a trick if they don't win this tournament. But the Netherlands, for me, I think it's just they have a fundamental problem with, with with everything to do with what they are. They don't have an identity. They don't. I mean, the one thing that you could always rely on Holland, all the way back to Renus Meikles, even Van Gaal, was the fact that they always had a plan. If something went wrong, you would see on the pitch the switch went went on, and they would they would overload you. They would crowd you out. Yesterday, they just sat off and allowed the checks to come onto them. It was strange. So the Netherlands, for me. Be honest with you, right? I, I, I want, and I'll, I'll ask you this in a wider context of some of the bigger names that have gone out of the tournament in in, in what's here, right? Because Portugal are gone, France are gone, um, that's there. But look, is Pete being a bit unfair here because Holland lose their manager, 
Koeman goes to and takes the Barcelona job, right? So that mm. Dutch side was being set up to be managed by Ronald Koeman if the Euros take place in 2020. If they take place in 2020, Virgil van Dijk is captain that side, right? We can't be sit here now and be agnostic and say, oh, if, if van Dijk had been in their team last year, we would have finished second in the league. And then look, uh, look at that Dutch team, uh, van Dijk less team in terms of what's there for Holland and say, ah, mm. uh, Holland are shy. Do you know what I mean? Like they've got two two huge things happen between what should have happened at Euro twenty twenty and what does happen, in, which is Euro twenty twenty one. We keep getting confused here in terms of this is Euro twenty twenty one, it's not Euro twenty twenty. And two of their key members, because that Holland team was flying into that mm. Euro twenty twenty tournament. Yeah, it was one of the. Go on, no, no, that, that's what one of the qualification games purely because of. Van Dyke and, and Wine Alderman taking an interest from that from that perspective. And um it's true to say that Van Dyke was as immense playing for, for Holland as he was playing for Liverpool through that stretch and that that run of form that he was on. Um a, a, a Van Dyke who hadn't been out for a year with a with a with a catastrophic injury um and playing as normal, you know in the regular rhythm of playing football in a normal fashion would have definitely made a big a big difference to them and, and maybe it would have changed the outcome but you know this this is this is what happens in tournaments you know you get adversity you get you get some key players some star players who who are who either don't make it or just about make it i mean we touched on de bruyne i mean he wasn't available initially you know, he comes on, he makes an impact. Sounds like he's going to be out for for the next game. Like the, the the top teams will have to will have to you know find a way, and the top managers will have to find a, a way as well. And just on the managers, you know, you, you talk about some of the teams that have gone out and whatnot. You know, there was a comment there um, which come up. You know, naming some of the managers that have just just give this a swerve. It was. Um, Prazakistan, I think it was, who come up with this, you know, mentioning Jose, Pep, Klopp, Ancelotti, Wenger, Fergie. No interest in international football. And, you know, this is this is, this is is the reality for, unfortunately, for the countries who could potentially get a really top, top manager to, to manage them, uh, manage them at uh, international level. You know, the, the, the club game has just got too much about it, whether it be money, whether it be the dynamic, whether it be the... The, the, the chase and the Champions League, the domestic trophies, it just doesn't provide enough. You know, it's 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 almost like, you know, if they haven't got that true passion, sits behind it for, for, for you know for the for the for the for the I don't mean it in a in a negative way, but if they haven't really got that true passion for their country in the way of managing you know the, the, an international level. Then it's for them. It probably just feels like winning an FA Cup or whatever. It just hasn't got the same level of you know kind of desire and prestige of taking a a big prestigious club and winning a Champions League. And and and, and you see, so you always end up with almost these kind of second tier managers as a result, and they are absolutely flawed in so many ways. And they're often managers who are absolutely at the pinnacle of a playing career at international football, you know, often managers who had a hundred caps and all this sort of stuff, but it just doesn't translate. <laughs> Ray, Ray were, you not shocked? were you not were you not shocked yesterday when the Dutch went one uh, a player down at the lack of contingency that 
that the ball had. I mean, for a fella who's played 110 or 115 times for his country, to not actually see that, you know, by, by trying to keep that five at the back, you're just inviting the checks onto you, who are, are going to still be an you. <coughs> Instead of taking a step forward and saying, let's let's at least try and play the okay, if we get caught out, we get caught out by Sheik, but it won't be because we're camped in front of our own 18. Yeah, I've never seen that night that in my life. Going down to ten men. It was sim- simple as that. Sorry, right. I'm just saying, but you're talking about manager who who hasn't lost lasted more than three months in his last two jobs. Well, that's untrue. Yeah. He's had a well, job with Atlanta United in, in, in America. No, I'm talking about real years. football. No, no, well, that's a job. That's a job. But the thing, the problem, the problem with Holland, the problem with Holland, the problem with Holland is, is that, and Pete said something earlier, he said they don't have an identity. They absolutely have an identity and it's, and that's the biggest issue. I get Ronald Koeman leaves and goes to Barcelona and I get that Virgil van Dijk is injured, but they went back to type. They reverted to type and they went and looked and went and got the ball. Now, I know what Ray is saying with regards to, you know, big managers that swerve this sort of thing. But like, you know, it's it's hard to get them out of these jobs when they're when they're really really at the pinnacle, like you say. But, but surely, like I know I know it was thrown at them a little bit with 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 Koeman, but surely like there's there's better out there than the ball. Like his record is three months at Inter Milan, um, three months at Crystal Palace, and two years in America with Atlanta United, and then I think he wins two kind of second tier cups doesn't start the season well and mutual consent and he's gone I'm sorry but the Holland national side why and, and they keep doing it they keep going back to Dutch players that played well for them and they keep throwing them in there we've seen it over and over and over again now people will slag off um, Martinez you know he won a cup of Wigan I think um, but having said that Belgium went away from what they would usually do and they went oh yeah no, what we'll go for Martinez you know what I mean they've done something different Mm-hmm. England have tried it and failed because usually the media just pile in on any manager they can get hold of and just, you know, until he, until they suffocate every single bit of hope and, um, and desire out of them. But with Holland, they just keep going about this thing where I guarantee you when the ball leaves, they'll find another fella that was really, Eckert happens to be the next manager of Holland. No, that's I, what they're I, going I, to do. Like, Gav, but, but that's I, what I'm saying I, to you. They sorry, keep, they, they, this is just, this is just repeating the same thing over and over again and then wondering. And what happens is, Phil, and I'll let you in now, but what happens yeah. is, is that what all we see from Dutch squads over the last, I would say, 20 years, right, is it's a Dutch way and that they're fighting amongst themselves and, you know, oh, and the Dutch always at that. And there's no one to stop it because the fellas in charge was involved in it probably four years earlier or eight years earlier. And he's sitting there going, oh, well, that's what, how, I, what can I do? Like, fucking, I used to be part of that eight years ago. Nobody's coming in and taking the Dutch. You have fabulous footballers and saying, listen, fuck the Dutch way because it doesn't work anymore and this is what we're going to do. And if anyone asks the, asks the bollocks, you're out. And they won't. They just keep repeating the same process and that's okay. their identity and that's their issue. Just just on the Dutch, the one, the bit that confused me and because I go back to international football is like what it used to be back in the 80s because it is a, a team picked of national team players. So it's basically meant to be the, the best players from, that, that represent you. They pick Frank De Boer who's been basically out of the European scene picking players and all that type of stuff that's there. But the obvious candidate for me was Philip Koku. He wins three Eredivisie titles back-to-back from 2014 to 2018. 
that's recent success. The players that are coming through into this tournament and going to play in this tournament are going to have played in Holland in around that that period when he's there, right? He wins the cup in Holland in 2011. He, I think he had eight years or something like that at PSV, and then he went out to Fenerbahce, and then he went off, and it didn't work out from a derby in England, right? Because he's there before Frank Lampard comes in as 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 manager at Derby, right? So to me, that's who they should have gone for. When you have to go from Koeman, who obviously had established and had a core players and they all love Koeman, and Koeman seems to come across as a really affable manager and somebody that, that players like to play for, right? Look, mm-hmm. you know, there, was, there wasn't any bad stories they coming shouldn't out. Hire, they shouldn't hire another Dutch fella. They shouldn't. But, they, but the, Gav, a bit like the Italians, the Italians will never hire, the Italians will never hire a non-Italian manager, right? Yeah. The yeah. Germans are very unlikely to ever hire a non-German coach because they have fellas who get to the top of the game and are good enough to do it. I just come back to the Frank De Boer was an interesting one because his time was maybe, he had an Ajax team even further back than Kaku, right? And hasn't done anything since then. And if you have to pick a guy and pick a guy who knows the players that he's going to take to a tournament, taking a manager that has recent experience around those players, around those group of players, and knows who are the best players to take with him, that to me was the logic. And I, I'd be amazed if he's not the front runner or one of the front runners for the Dutch job after this. Absolutely, after, yeah, I, think, I think you're right, Phil, because they don't. They look in the Netherlands. They look at it as an education. It's almost like they expect you to fail early doors learn from your failures and move. I think it's quite healthy. They, they, the Americans are quite similar, but I just, I, I, I always felt that they missed a trick with Ruud Hullet, to be honest. I, 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 think, think, maybe, I, I think your larger point is, is correct. Mm-hmm. Football is international. International mm-hmm. federations haven't moved away from the national identity of yeah. a game. Right? Like, always, I wouldn't sorry, put it past Holland, right, to put, to put Koku in charge, right, mm-hmm. right now. And after the 2024 World Cup, Jurgen Klopp turns around and says, I wouldn't mind the go with international management. And Holland turn around and give it to fucking Eckert Abbots. Because that's what he do. Do you, yeah. know, do you know what I'm saying? It's, it does no yeah. sense in what he do. And yeah. people, and then, and people are surprised them and, oh, the Dutch, you know, they, they didn't really have it tactically. This is the ball we're talking about. I don't care how good a footballer he was. We've seen so many good footballers never, ne- ever make it as managers. Ever. And and they never will because they don't have all the attributes you need to be a manager. Not only tactically, mm. but man management and stuff like that. Roy Keane being an, an ultimate example of it. But but when when it, when you see what goes on with the Dutch, I'm I'd be amazed. And look, I think it's a good topic to talk about because you know there's loads of reasons why it happens with regards to the Dutch. But I, I still at times go, are we still fucking? Are we still? We'll be doing this in two years. We'll be doing this in two years or another. I, week, I, or not, I, I, well, not in two years because it's on in. Uh, Christmas dinner or and, watching and again we're, we're, we're talking about Mancini at, at, in Italy right if you look at Mancini's career it sort of dwindled since he was at Manchester City back in 11-12 right and I suppose occasionally teams step out so Ray and I'll show this one out because you're a big fan of him but you look at the, the when, when, when international teams do successfully look outside their nation. So take Switzerland, for example. Look what Roy Hodgson achieved mm. with, with, mm. with Switzerland right as an example and as much as we laugh at Hodgson being Liverpool manager and all, he had huge success with the Swiss national team mm. in terms of what he, he and what he helped them achieve. And you look tonight, um, Vladimir Pekovic, who's a Bosnian um, citizen, who is managing that Swiss national team and getting that Swiss team to it. Like, you know, bringing in new ideas, is that not the source of regeneration, right? It is. I mean, like, like obviously England went there, didn't they, with with, with Sven and Capello um, before they kind of reverted back to to 
English managers, and I, I think it's be be a while now. I think England are back in that actual actual kind of mindset now of probably only appointing English managers for the foreseeable future sort of thing. Um, I just think with the big with the with the with the really sort of big nations, the Spain, the France, the Germany, the Italy, the the, the top top nations, um, that they're they're stuck in that way where they the, the manager is a big part of linking the identity to the overall squad and and I think they 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 very much stay within within those boundaries and um yeah I, I and and then when you get to the I guess the less traditional top powers but but who is who can still punch way above the weight or in Belgium case have got a a uh, golden generation um they they're, they're the nations who are willing maybe to to, to look a little, bit, a little bit further afield to look in, into ways that they can outperform what their expectations are at tournaments mm. it's a good point <laughs> well just to wrap on the topic itself who is the outstanding manager in this tournament i think the czech the czech manager absolutely excellent. what's his name mate good question good question what is his name what is his name? I know more about his work than than I know his name, but I think he's been excellent. And they're they they're compact. They've got a decent centre forward, you know, and they're organised. And now they're growing in confidence. And the Swiss and the Croatian managers have had you know massive credit again because this isn't the first time. This isn't a flash in the pan. Like you know, they've 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 performed. They they consistently get out of. Not only do they consistently qualify, but they consistently get out the groups. You know, uh, you know, in Croatia's case, they they got to a final at the World Cup. In Switzerland's case, they're now in a quarter final of a European Championships. You know, some of these some of these lesser known lights, and you see them tournament after tournament, <coughs> and they're doing something right because they stick around for years. I think you have to give a shout to the to the Danish manager. Yeah, um, you know, after everything that's gone on with Christian Eriksen and and losing that opening game, and then. You know, kind of revitalising the team, and and not only the manager, but the players have been been brilliant as well. And I think everyone wants them to do well. But that manager, you know, must have felt so fucking low after after that first game. And you know, what happens to one probably his top player, and then and then he's he's they're struggling in the group, and they manage to get out, and you see them now, and 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 they have a chance. But um, mm. I think the Swiss manager has to be given a show. You see what he done tonight. He gets out with that. He gets out with the group and. There he is now after getting getting past France and again he he has Spain and and like Spain scored five today but I'd fancy any fucking team against Spain because um, Luis Enrique is the manager um, <laughs> another absolute cabbage but mm. you know another fella that's literally just picking players because I think he's picking players sometimes and just um, not even that they're, that they're good enough for the team just kind of he gets on with. Rather like than that, I think he wants to be seen. Another manager, Gav, wants to be seen to be clever. I mean, I don't understand. For example, Phil, this is your department, but I don't understand choosing Simon over mm. what's available. Mm. Yeah, sometimes I think he can try to be too clever. I don't get it. I don't don't understand not when you're trying to break teams down, not bringing uh, not bringing Thiago into it at all. I think he's almost saying, "I don't need him. I don't want him," and it's uh, it's going to cost him at some stage. And I think there's a couple of, like Jordi Alba, I think there's a couple of players there that you kind of go, Morata is the best example. I don't understand how that fella gets a game at international level at all. This, at all. this, is, the, this is the common thread for me in this um, this whole tournament, is that despite all the goals that's gone in, shite strikers. 
fellas who are meant to be amazing like Benzema does his job tonight for France and mm. they're out right mm. yeah, outside yeah. of that Germany don't have a striker Muller's not scoring the goals there's nobody there Harry Kane has yet to have a shot on target for England um, Spain don't have a striker Holland didn't have a striker Portugal are relying on a 104 year old Cristiano Ronaldo right <laughs> Um even look, Severovic is is, is turns up and scores two goals. He could end up top scoring the tournament at this rate. Like yeah. I think it was as Shakiri got three when Yaldam yeah. had two goals. Like you look at this, although there's been loads of goals, the the true naturally good striker. So I'm looking at Federico Chiesa and saying he just mm. reminds me the way he's come through with the Italian. It's it's the very Italian Paolo Rossi story, isn't it? Where he doesn't yeah. even get to start in the first couple of matches, scores a couple of goals towards the back end of the of the group stages. Gets his game in the knockout round, the fourth round, knockout round again, scores, and then you see him all of a sudden he becomes a fixture in the team and, and becomes the solution to score it's goals. Scalacci again, him. isn't it? Yeah, you know, I don't even think I think but Rossi's Scalacci's, the original. Yeah, I know yeah. Rossi's the original, but I think Scalacci's ma wrote a letter to the Italian <laughs> FA asking could he be in the squad in 1990. Yeah. That little fucker scored yeah. against us, but right. it's like that. Sorry, Lukaku has been the only one that's been consistent yeah. right the way through. He's been really been good. A, a, a proper centre forward. Um, but you think about it, you're not going to think about a striker. <laughs> Steve Nickel there, I'm a better striker than Morata. To be fair, Morata is the is the best worst striker ever. For a fella who can score goals, the amount of moves and the amount of millions that's been spent on the moves has gone around. 180 million. He should be on five goals. He should be on yeah. five goals right now. Should Look how... If Diva Origi no was Spanish, he'd be yeah. playing up front in that yeah. Spanish team and knocking in about at least five goals for Spain at it, this it, stage. Unreal. He's got no pace. So I, I, his movement, people talk about his movement. Yeah, it's funny. His finishing is so bad. And I always say to people that praise his movement. If his movement was so good, his body shape would be he'd be in a better position to finish this to finish the chances that he always gets. His body he's always approaching the ball in a, in a, in a, at a terrible act. I, I, he's very overrated. I don't get it. Don't mm. get it. I think it's a hipster choice with him. I, 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 but again, I think yeah, w- this is where we have to be careful because people judge players on tournaments. You like this guy? Watch this. Oh yeah, people, I love that. Pe- people judge players on tournaments, and in reality, like I've been, what I only what really said for years. Pe- it's not good. No, but we're starting to pay real attention in the knockout phases because I think the group stages can be blow hot and cold. If you think the 2006 World Cup, loads of goals in the group stages, everyone thought this was going to be the best tournament ever. And then it was shite in the knockout phases, right? Even though it was Germany and it was great. This one is being mad from the off. They're being good, bad, indifferent. And I think it's just defences are terrible. And it's like there's just just madness that's Own going goals on. goals all over the shop. But you're watching Portugal and the amount of tweets that are going out saying Renato Sanchez perfect fit for, for Liverpool you know Hell. you're looking at Malin comes on for, for Holland and it's perfect fit for Liverpool the fellow who turns up and scores a goal from a wing perfect fit from Liverpool what we have to be careful about like for tournaments football throws out a vast amount of fool's gold it's the it's the gold rush of the 1800s everyone running to San Francisco mm-hmm. to find the magical gold mines that don't exist right um, and if, like people need to think back to Liverpool's history. We've been born with fool's goal before. Like we've yeah. and United have been born. Like I think of Paborski going to United yeah. back in after the ninety four, was it the ninety four? Ninety six European Euro ninety six. Yeah, we, we were got, lucky. We got Berger. We got off Dortmund. Yeah, who was who was, was a player, right? You know, who was a player in terms of what was there. 
But Ray, I'm, I'm going to go to you first on this because, and it is my top. My, my my thing is that you cannot judge players, and you cannot judge top players on um, tournament football because the, the, one of the greatest examples of it was Lucas Podolski and Davor Suka, right? Lucas Podolski made a whole career out of scoring goals at tournaments and getting a move off the back of the the tournament, and then not scoring for two years, and then turning up at another tournament and scoring a rake load of goals and then getting a move again. <laughs> So, Ray, what's your biggest fear on the fool's gold coming out of this, given the amount of names that are being shout- thrown around at the moment? I don't, and I don't think we'll get sucked into that. I don't. I think Klopp's too clever for that as well. Like, I don't think, and the and the way that we, the way that we target and and sort of trail, you know, players for 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 sort of you know months, years, whatever. I just don't think we'll fall into that trap. What what I'd actually like to see is was kind of benefit from the other side of it now. So there's been a few comments and it's been crossing my mind um, over the last few days, you know, comments around Shakiri. He's in the shop window now. I mean, you know, he scored, he scored goals already in the tournament. Yeah. He only lasts the usual 70 minutes or whatever. And he gets, he gets mm. substituted, but you know, he put, he put an absolute lovely ball in there. Um, I think, I think there was an offside called for it, but he put a lovely ball in there. That should have been, absolutely buried at one stage he's got those little flashes of magic um it would have been quite funny had you know why now had we not got ourselves in that situation um around wine aldum's contract running out you know yeah. because you know he made a massive impact you know if we, if we if we were in a position where we could, could have commanded big money for wine aldum going yeah. out the door so i'm hoping that you know we get a bit of cash for 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 um shikiri off the back of this and um, and people forget his kind of track record and, and take a punt on him and we, we make a bit of cash. Sorry, back. Ray, will you, will you just answer Mohamed Joggi's uh, comment there with the words Nicolas Pepe and we'll just forget what he just said about um, Renato Sanchez and, and another fool's goal player. I mean, what, it's like fellas play play championship manager for five minutes and they think they have the answers. No, do you anyway, know something? <laughs> He's very upset, Pete, tonight, isn't he? <laughs> Nicholas, <laughs> yeah. I just say that. It's very, very late. Very, very late. Very late. Very late. Honestly, Mohammed, you agree with you, Mohammed, but no. So, can, can, can I just say, somebody shouted, who did Miros, Miroslav Klose didn't get a move? Klose moved to Bayern Munich Lazio. after the 2006 World Cup, right? Okay. And he got he moved to Lazio after the 2010 World Cup. He, from 2007 to 2011, he plays less than 100 games for Bayern Munich and scores only 20 goals, right? And then he somehow managed to get a multi-million pound move to Lazio on the back of the 2010 World Cup. Don't be giving me, don't be giving me crap that Klose didn't get it. Klose wouldn't have got a game for Liverpool's four team, right? If he was playing in England, like you're talking about Sean Dundee levels in between the World Cups. It's like it's, it's bizarre. I, I, te- Great for Germany. I have to, I have to be honest with you. Looking, looking at it, looking at it from a Liverpool point of view, if. <laughs> I think Ray is right. The level we're at, we don't we don't jump into transfers anymore. They're they're they're, they're scouted, they're researched, and they're probably done probably twelve to eighteen months out. They they watch someone, and and if it comes up a bit earlier, they might do it, you know. But usually they they watch someone for a year. It's kind of well known that Liverpool will track someone for at least a year before making the decision and going in on them. So I'll be honest with you. Like I was having to think about this today. Over, um, I told Sean he was over a smoke and a Mindero, but. <laughs> I was having to think about this and I think Liverpool's business is done and I don't mean that 
uh, Canate and that's it. I think whoever Liverpool are getting is well well up down the road. I think it's a case of they might be in the Euros or they could be on their summer holidays, whatever it might be. But I think Liverpool will bring two more in. And I think whatever happens in this Euros, I don't think it make any effect on Liverpool's transfer business. Yeah, Having said that, if Liverpool, if Liverpool are fifth or sixth in the league and are seventh and looking to break into the top four, that's when you start to worry because you go, oh, is he worth a risk? And like you say, Phil, you fills gold and you go in and you jump in and you try to sign somebody. We've seen <laughs> loads of teams do it. We see usually it's Middlesbrough and they sign some fella that scored eighty goals in <laughs> in in Holland and he turns up and he's fucking melodian. And um, oh, no, there was Brazilian, another fella. There was another Brazilian yeah. lad he signed. Um, Middlesbrough going back. Oh, Hamilton. Hamilton is name. No, is. not Hamilton. Ricard. No, there was another fella. I can't think of his Joel name. Joel Campbell. I was no, somebody. In, somebody in the chat will do it. Um, but that's where you'd start to worry when, because you're at a certain level, that is the risk water and you might go at it and he might do something great for you. But I think with Liverpool, I think, um, I think whatever's going to happen, I think is already in place to happen. Where it might benefit is, is that teams that look to break into certain areas, i.e. Lazio in Italy, look to break. Alfonso Alves, somebody got Paul Young. Alfonso Alves, that's what it is. That's, that's it, what yeah. it was. Um, but, when you look at like Lazio looking at, supposedly looking at Shakiri, that's Lazio looking to break into the next level in Italy and thinking, oh, you know, Shakiri, yeah, yeah, all right, he might only last 70 minutes, but, you know, um, he could do it for us. And that's where we'll feel the benefit of it. Benefit of it. But you're not going to have, I can't see a, a top three or four team in England going for somebody off the back of this tournament. I don't think it happens anymore. Not for the big sides. I think, or, Sides are up at, in the top echelons of the league. When it comes right. to six, seven, eight, I think it can. Okay, I'll flip it then because we've got loads of fields goal on a book and that are playing in the European tournaments, right? So yeah. I'm going I'm to ask you, Gav, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, in my head, I've got, I, I can see us if we want to get 15 to 20 million for Shakiri, I know where he needs, I know who's going to give us that money, right? I'm going it. Now, Shakiri to AC Milan and he will have an absolute, if, if, your man goes there, what's his name? Suso can go to AC Milan and become a living legend, right? Imagine what Shakiri could do for Milan as a, as a number 10, just sitting off the, the front two, like in classic Italian style, pinging in free kicks left, right and centre. I'm telling you. That's, he's li- well, he's linked, he's linked heavily with Lazio around 14 million quid. That's what he's linked it? at the moment. Yeah, he's linked with Lazio. AC and, Milan. Give, give, well, give Silvio a buzz. I've, I've sorted this for them. He's not old enough. He's not old enough to play for AC Milan. He's only twenty nine. But I think that's the sort of clubs <laughs> yeah. you look at. It was, like yeah. Sevilla was the one that was linked with with Shakiri last year, and we wanted too much money, you know. And but you look at the level of Sevilla, and you look at the now Sevilla were a bit better, I think, this season. Um, they were up right near the top in Spain, weren't they? For the last three or four games, am I right? Um, yeah, they had a chance of the title with four or five games to go, I think. But but that's the sort of level. And then you look at Lazio. That's another team that are just on the brink of breaking into the next tier of what they are in the league. And I think that's that's where it'll work for us. The same with Origi. I think I think you'd be looking at a team, genuinely, I think you'd be looking at a team mid-Premier League that would say, you know what, we could get him working, but that could push us up. The likes of a Southampton or, or somebody mm-hmm. like that. I think that's what'll happen with the likes of him. It'll work to our advantage. You know, even not, forget like even if they're not in, forget even if they're not in tournaments, because Origi's not. Um, but... I think it works for us when teams are looking to take a risk and just go on to the next the next level and, and we have enough players there I think that people will be interested in. Hopefully. Ray, if 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 the if you wanted to buy a bit of Fields Gold in this tournament, who's the man that you'd go after? Jesus. No idea. Absolutely. The fella off Denmark, Damsgaard, is that his name? 
Is that your Phil Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dan's I think I'm, a load of few people have mentioned him that he's deadly. Yeah, the Never heard of him. The fellow who popped up with a couple of goals for Holland, is it Dumfries? No. Headless chicken. Yeah. Headless <laughs> chicken. Honestly, I think I think a classic piece of fool's gold, something that would be on the level of Salif Joe type of fool's gold for us, right? I think Chris Isaac, the Swedish centre forward, him. That's the, that's the one. He, he he sort of fits. There's a hint he's of excellent. Michael Edwards, you know. Oh, the, tack, yeah, he's getting people yeah. getting a bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've told be a bit of a few flashes, decent flashes. Schick, Patrick Schick, Schick as well. He can score from the halfway line, and you've got yeah, but that's because the Scottish fucking goalkeeper went to get smokes. <laughs> so I mean, it wasn't <laughs> he like young yesterday, didn't he? You know, I mean, he could be another West, another one of the West Ham. He did. He scored. He scored another one yesterday. Yeah. I tell you, the biggest piece of fool's goal is Kingsley Coleman, and we're being linked with him. He reminds me of just a slightly faster Jermaine Pennant. To be honest with you, mm. I don't see it at all. I don't see any variation. I don't see any yeah, but, but, this, but this is why this is why over my Mintero earlier, I came to this conclusion because I I literally opened um, Twitter probably four or five times between getting up this morning and probably lunchtime, and every time I opened it, there was a different name. Liverpool. It was Kingsley Coleman. It was the names were coming out of everywhere. And I just kind of went, oh, hold on. This is every hour now. And do you know what it is? I think it is. I think it's just journalists and other people throwing stuff out there, not hoping to get it right. I think that hope that so, no, I think someone that actually probably knows what's going on and has a better idea will retaliate to some of this and go, well, no, that's not true because they're looking at this person and they're just trying to get information out. For, don't be worrying about all these sort of players. I, I would say that most of the names you see linked with Liverpool having a hope of signing for them. And can the I, two players that we bring in probably won't, you won't even hear them. Yeah, hear can, them I, can I just remind everyone in the comments, if you start throwing Italian names in, you're wasting your time. There's not a single Italian player that normally turns out good in English football. Like you're literally wasting your time, right? Like there's the list of Italian cluster folks is about 18 times longer than the list of Italian successes in the English league. So just park that one. It, look at the Locatellis and the Spinazzolas and the Chiesas and all those lads that are there, right? And say, that's great. Love to see them in the Champions League. It'll be fantastic. Literally no point in seeing them in, in Italy, right? And, when, and you you see, when you mentioned oh, mention Italian, when you mentioned, oh, yeah. Zola is great. Zola was fucking deadly. There we go. Yeah, Zola go was great. When you mention um, Italian players that are, were good in England, I always think of the fella that played for um, Woking and he beat West Brom at the Hawks in the 91. Tim Bozagli, he was English. Yeah, I know he was English, but he sounded Italian and I always think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just put his name forward. Um, 19, <laughs> Ignoring 19 the Canio. The Canio was brilliant. The Canio, Canio did was nothing. deadly. Yeah, deadly to look at. And <coughs> packages and and he was a great day. player. He was a great player and he should have went to United when they, get, when they gave him the chance to go there and he, he didn't. He, he was Gick. loyal to West Ham. Gick. Right, Luca Vialli. At the end of the day, in fairness, Luca Vialli was good, but he no. was past. He's past. Passes, past his peak. Mm. Is it all forgetting? Andrea Ravinelli Salenzi. had a deadly, deadly season. Andrea Salenzi. Andrea, you'll never yeah. beat Andrea Salenzi at Nottingham Forest. It was a Forest, yeah. Jeez. Was it Nicola yeah. Berti? Was that was that Spurs? Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. And, and Oh, he's at Spurs as well, wasn't he, Bertie? Maybe was it? He was, yeah, I think. He, was. Yeah, and then there was um, what what was um, was one of the Baggios a Blackburn? Do you know Baggio? No, potentially, but he was built no, no, was 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 Dino Baggio not at a season at both? Sam Allardyce, no, Sam Allardyce, Dino Baggio Baggio was running around for Jack Walker. I'm nearly sure. 
Dino so Baggio. Th- so they're all digging deep to find maybe three names that work. So Zola works. Di Matteo will give you as well. He yeah, did Di well Matteo in England. Um, and Di Canio will give you a borderline pass. But like again, playing for a nothing team, a mid 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 level team that's never got gone to achieve anything. We're talking about fellas that come in as, as top end sons, right? And P Celtic, it's nothing football, man. You may as well say he was great at St. Pat's, right? Like it's not, it doesn't make a difference, right? Yeah. Um, oh, Alison says I'm right. Dino Baggio was that Blackburn. There we go. So, but, but like I'm, I'm talking about the vast majority of Italian players. I can think of all the ones. The Sena turned up at, at, at Liverpool. Yeah. Aquilani. We spent 148 million pounds on Aquilani between wages and loan fees and the transfer fee. And, and there the you go. Don't forget Balotelli. Yeah, been shown under more buses now than I don't know a crash test dummy, right? <laughs> and it's always it's always the the manager's fault. Um, Barini, uh, we, we had to we had to kidnap Barini to sign him because Roma didn't want to let him go. Roma didn't. Roma were breaking their bollocks laughing when we signed Barini. They're like, oh yeah, take him with that. We're heartbroken and the whole. Forget that. Toibi, like, listen, forget about it. Um, forget about it. Like all I'm saying to you is forget about it. Like you can, I think Italian players are fantastic, but Italian players in the Premier League, it's so it's just about the air. Look at what happened to the Italians when they turned up in Wembley this week. They suddenly went from being the best team in the tournament to being dodgy, right? Yeah. And if they have to go to Italy, if they have to play anyone in England. It's going to kill. It's going to kill them. That's the that's their biggest weakness is having to play in England in any round of this tournament. What about right, the Sainer? <laughs> Stop it! Yeah, you're winding people up enough by being a top white tonight. Like top white is even. I was even worried about could we say top white in the podcast because honestly, right, I didn't know what happened there. Like, God knows what the comments would be like. Yeah, well, England playing white. That's it. There's nothing else yeah, to exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So moving on to the last topic, and it's very important. We started to touch on the start of the week. Managers yeah. on the run. <laughs> They're on the run. I'm telling you. Right. Uh, somebody says Attilio Lombardo at Palace. Now I don't know if that's as a manager or as a player. Good player. Yeah, he yeah. was a good player. He was in the twilight of his career, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Who knows? With that head, he was bald from the age of sixteen, so it's like yeah. it could have been twilight or could be whatever it is. Right. I want to move it along, and I want to ask you, Gav. Um, managers on the run. Mm. Like we th- this this continuing saga of who's going to be the next Everton manager and who's going to be the next Tottenham manager. Even it's insane. Even, even Scott Parker, who I would have put a hundred million euro on being the next Tottenham manager before resigns, and I like my licks, my lips were being licked. Going here we go, here it is. Here's the next sports have, manager. Have sports written him off. Yeah, no, he wrote sports off. He went to Bournemouth instead. No I way. I don't believe. I swear that. on my kids' lives, he went. He, he he walked out today of of Fulham, Fulham in London. And yeah. I'm after I'm after Bournemouth. It's the summertime. It's much warmer. It's I think that was arranged. That was arranged weeks and weeks ago. He was never. He's never getting the sports job. So go on. Talk, talk anyway, yeah, I just can't get over this because like, just we're we're going on about like players and you know you you you, you see social media and people and they're like. Oh, what players are we getting? And you know, and it's the 28th of June or whatever it is. And you'll, and people are like, well, we need players. And I'm going to look on, relax. There's fucking yeah. fellas over here. They've no manager and they can't get one. Like, what's going on in sports is fucking hilarious, right? And, and people will say, you know, oh, you know, like, God love them. Nah, fuck that. God love nobody, right? Because if this was going on at Liverpool, they would have a field day on us, right? So they get rid of Mourinho and they put, um, 
I don't even remember the fella's name who they put in Ryan charge. Mason. Ryan Mason. Put Ryan Mason in charge, which is great. And then it gets to the end of the season and they're like, Conte, and Conte's like, you don't have enough money, go away. But they keep meeting sports. They keep going to meet sports, right? And then finding a way over. And then sports keep chasing them, right? Like the fella most on the run now is Nuno Espirito Santa, right? I would say he's in... He's in a travel lodge somewhere in the in the public <laughs> communal jacks, shaving off his beard, right, and dyeing his hair so he can travel safely around Europe without being spotted by um by Everton or Sports. You had um Fonseca yeah. who turned up and went, Lads, I get massive tax breaks in Italy. Like, are you going to change the law here in this country so I can still earn the same? And he went, No, well I'm out of here. Right, he's yeah. gone. Um Rafa's at home with his big huge red garage doors and there's people putting fucking uh, bed sheets outside like, saying we know where you live don't sign and that's disgusting by the way and listen I'm not I'm not I'm not um, tearing all Everton fans with the same brush because that's a ridiculous thing to do but no let's tear them for the crack no no no, no I wouldn't I wouldn't tear them because I'll tell you why there's loads of loads and loads of good Everton fans out there <laughs> right no there is there's loads of genuine genuine <laughs> <laughs> there's loads of, there's loads of genuine um everton fans out there who don't want rafa benitez the manager and that's fine they they'll tell you why and they have their reasons and that's absolutely fine but to do what went on there last night or the night before whatever it is it's just fucking outrageous not only because look he already was a liverpool manager but like, the fella's been offered a job. That's all that's happened here. He's been offered a job. But even, like, th- two weeks ago, it was like, he's signing more talks, and then it took another week to have talks, because he had to make sure, I don't know, the area around Goodison was secure before he could go in and have the talks. And th- that's all wrong, wrong, wrong. And in the in the background, Nuno was pretty sad that was still tearing around England somewhere, going, fucking hell, these cunts want no, he's me taking alone. a job. They're not to tell us he's just taking a job with Fenerbahce. He hasn't. <laughs> yeah. How did he get out of the country without them getting him? Oh, he took, he, he went out through Dover. He went on the oh channel tour. Oh, my God. <laughs> there we go. Sam Tandy got, I'm delighted for him. Because you know what? I, I, he was being linked to every fucking job and it, he was everything. He was sports. And, and I know it's only the 28th of June, right? But yeah. literally players are going to be back mid-July. Like we're mm. talking two weeks time now. Like when this Euros ends, it'll be, they'll get a couple of weeks off. But the majority of players will be back um, 1st of July probably. And everything are walking around the place going, Who's get someone else? They were talking themselves into Stephen Gerrard. Spores are now talking themselves into Stephen Gerrard. It's all going on, and literally, um, I, I just can't believe how many managers are trying to run away from Everton and Spores, and nobody has even realised that Palace haven't got a manager. Who, by the way, <laughs> who, by the way, agreed a three-year deal and then went fucking Crystal Palace, and I'm not having a bar of that, and he legged it. Do you know what I mean? So, like, they can't give jobs out, and they're all running around, they're all trying to get away from all these clubs, and um, we have the, we're just worrying about, like, who our next signing is, so I was just, I wanted to see what people thought of um, managers on the run, and I'm delighted for, I'm delighted, I'm delighted, I'm delighted for them, I'm delighted. Brandy G says he's psyching the channel tunnel at night to get out of England. But the thing is, I'm delighted for Nuno Espirito Santo that he has managed to get into witness protection in, um, in Istanbul. So, um, I'm happy for him. Um, but it's just fucking mad. It's a Favre rejected Palace because I don't know why, but they just, just keep making up excuses and they just keep running and then everything just keep ringing them going. Are you coming back? You know, like, it's like a fella that says, I'm just going to go out here and take a call for a minute, and he's gone 20 minutes, and you end up following him out going, you come back in for a point or what? No, 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 on the phone, he misses. It's mental. Uh, uh, it's so Laura good. Duffy, 
Laura Duffy touches on what was going through my head when you mentioned this. I said, should they not do like a Love Island type show with all the unemployed managers? I right? said this to you earlier. I'm telling and you. Have, that, and that, have that, have that, Sherry and Daniel Levy as the two contestants picking no, a manager. I'm telling you, if you watch on Channel 4, go to go to the 4 Channel 4 app, right? And there's a, there's a program called Hunted. And what they do is they drop a dozen people, it could be in singles or pairs, out of the back of a van, a random place in England, and they have to leg it, right? <laughs> <coughs> they have to leg it, and you have to last so long. And if you last so long, and then you get to the final place that you're told to go to without being captured, you win a hundred grand. It's something like yeah. that. It's fucking brilliant. It's on Channel 4, go and watch it. It's deadly. But I think they should do a football version. So the likes of Spirit of Santo, uh, Favre, um, Frank, Frank the Boar, all these managers that don't have a job, right? And and Lampard, right? Throw them on the van, right? (laughs) And drop them out in, say, I don't know, the middle of Aintree, somewhere like that, right? But, but haven't, but the thing is, like, Mashiri and, and, and Levy are in a control center, right? And they've all the coaches of the clubs out on the road in massive cars trying to chase them and get, and if you capture them, they're your manager. But if they last a certain amount of time and get to the designated spot, they don't have to become manager. So that's the way I think it should be. Hunted, um, you know, league man, the LMA hunted, they should call it league manager association hunted where they're thrown out the back of a transit. And if you catch them, they're your manager. And if you don't, you have to leave them alone. I go the opposite. What was the one that was on Netflix there last year when the lockdowns are going on, where you didn't get to see who you're chatting up behind the screen, right? All you got was a name, and um, you had to talk to them, right? So it was like blind love or blind date or something. It was married, married a foresight. This is what it was, right? So basically, there was loads of them locked in this house, right? And they were all paired off and matched up, but they didn't know who they were paired off and matched up with, right? And the first time to see each other, the bloke had to propose to the to the girl, or the girl had to propose to the bloke, right? So this is what you do, Gab. You get all the clubs to have their jobs, right? And you have all the managers lined up in in, in the other room, and they all get to date each other, right? So mm. the, you can't. That's what it is. And then love is blind. Thanks, on this is what it is. Love is blind, right? So and basically, that we can watch this on television. And see what's going on, and then it's like Moshiri's there, and he's like, "Yes, yes, and uh, no, no." What is your name? Well, you can't use your real name, let's say. Say Jose. Oh yeah, Jose. Oh, that's a great name. Blah blah blah. So they all have to chat each other up, and then they have to propose to them, and then it's up to the manager to accept or turn down the proposal. And if they turn it down, they can wait because another so one of the other teams can come along and propose to them at the same time, and you could have two people or two yeah, teams proposing the same but person. But the issue you have there is that you have a manager making the decision what club they want to go to. They don't want to be at these clubs. They don't want to. They don't want no, to. You're not allowed. Them. You're not allowed out unless you <coughs> accept one. It'd be so, like Silla Black doing Blind Day, well, right? And well, when she comes to, here's Graham with a quick reminder. Air Graham, literally, to be managers throwing fifty quid notes at Graham. So don't fucking remind them of anything about me because I don't want to be picked. I'm telling you, hunted LMA hunted. It should be called all of the managers in a van, random place in England, and you do it on the no, premise of Chris, what you've Chris, seen on the Chris Channel 4 right. that's, that's, that's not haunted. That is Treasure Hunt with Annika Rice in the 80s. If anyone if anyone my age remembers watching Annika Rice at 6 o'clock in the evening, wasn't it mm. 6 o'clock in the evening? You used to just, you just watch Annika Rice's backside running around after clues all over Yeah, England. she always seemed to be landing on the top of a hill, didn't she, in a helicopter? Yeah, that's where, yeah. You, that's where you naturally start when you're chasing something. You, but, you find, where's the nearest hill? Put me out there. Put me yeah, but you have to see this hunter thing. This hunter thing is like, listen, you're I literally, have. Uh, oh, it's, it's, I'm telling you, if you do all that with the managers, it'd be brilliant. With Mashiri and Daniel Levy, and do you know what? Roy Hodgson in the control centre, he could be doing like you know the 
he, we could give him some mad sort of bit of technology to use that he hasn't got a fucking clue what to use. <laughs> It'll be deadly to watch him it's try to use it. I'm telling ta- I'm, 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 ta- I'm, I'm, I'm going Bo-Sheri. to put Bo-Sheri. this to, um, to um, that, new, that news, news channel. What is it? Um, I'm convinced FSG set up Mo Sheary as just as 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 like a pretend boss, right? Oh, but it's not his fault either. But it's not his fault now because you <laughs> know why? Because terrible. when anything goes wrong or everything now, it's not this fella that's given us all the money and bought the lawyer buildings. It's his friend Uzmanov because Uzmanov is his friend, and because he's his friend, it's obviously Uzmanov making all the decisions. It's fucking insane. And the <laughs> other fella is there. What's his name? The the, the fella, the director of football. Um, that they all think is great, but he keeps signing all these shy players. What's his name? Oh, he's getting the sack now. Uh, another one you're talking about. Brandt. 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 Yeah. yeah, he's there. Marcel Brandt. Yeah, he's there, right? And he's not signing any players because he's no manager to sign for. And it's his fault he's no manager. And Usmanov's making all the decisions. And Mashiri is just making sure that the light, blue light bulbs and the live buildings are working. And they're ever happy with that. That's exactly I what's think, going I on. Think we get, I think we get Christian Poors out to host this competition as well. <laughs> Christian he's he got could be the narrator. Good, yeah. Yeah. He could be the narrator. It'd be a fucking brilliant show. I'm t- and there's loads of managers that work. You know, Sam Allardyce. You know, Sam Allardyce could be in it. He'll get caught real quick um, because you don't get much of a head start. You only get like, you literally dropped out and they're, they're on you. So he's not making it past Greg's. Eddie Howe will definitely be found sleeping outside Celtic Park. So he, he'll be found <laughs> quick enough. Um, it's, yeah, it'd be a brilliant, brilliant show. Has Eddie Howe not got a job yet? No. Oh, yeah. uh, no, he must. He must have got lost on the way no, to. Uh, no, Everton and told him that he wanted to spend money, and Dermot Desmond showed him the door. The usual, like what he did with Ivan Tony, kept him there for forty-eight hours. Apparently, uh, this, oh, million quid. this is fantastic. How many jobs are going in the Premier League this year? So we've got Spurs, we've got uh, Everton, we've got Crystal Palace. That's Fulham it, got relegated. Yeah, Fulham, Fulham got, got relegated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, and then. But anyway, and then uh, we. We went off on a huge tangent there, but I, I feel it's a brilliant idea for a TV show. And, and it also represents exactly what's going on because literally these clubs are ringing lads, interviewing them, making agreements, and then the lads are going, ah, f- we need to tell so, them something here. So we'd actually call this shunted because the managers are actively trying <laughs> to get away with this. But we want to shunt any interest they have in them from these poxy teams. Well, as him says, it was the it's been the biggest unkept secret that when Alden was leaving, so I hope Liverpool have lined up a replacement pretty quick after the Euros. Renato in midfield and one of Coleman or Rafinha, and he feels we get the Premier League. Am I allowed? Break them. Uh, yeah. Am I am I allowed to say my opinion, or do I have hmm? to be nice to the super chats? Because the money's no, going to have to be nice. <laughs> no, I can, I can say. Opinion. Without being Actually, I, I, I encourage I encourage you to go back into this and learn about Fool's Gold. It's a very interesting thing about pyrite. Um, and, and they, is a good shout, though. I don't know. I, I think on I paper like he's a good. I think on paper is a good shout, but is he sufficiently good for us in reality? What? Who's he replacing? Who's he knocking out? Like when I look at Jota, he came in and he did the job. He took Firmino's spot. Right? In my eyes, he took in in that run up to Christmas until we're absolutely lambasted with injuries. Right? He had he had taken over and we made Firmino a rotational player in that front three, and that's exactly what you want, right? So anyway, look, Asim hasn't been Asim, go back and learn about Fool's Gold. And um if you don't, I'd also encourage you to get the Stone Roses album. As much as that Ian Brown's gone mad and as an anti vaxxer and anti anti uh um anti whatever a flat air and everything that fantastic mm-hmm. song as Fool's Gold if you if you can't understand what Fool's Gold's all about. Uh right, Gav, we're done. So oh, yeah, with 100%. that 
I want to thank everyone in the comments for um, having staying involved, getting in. I know we're on late because of the match that went on. Um, I want to go and say thanks to everyone. But before before I go, Sienna steps. We're into the last couple of days of this, and right in terms of raising a few money, as much money as possible over June. Mm-hmm. All that super chat there. That's going straight away to it. There's, there's gear on the <coughs> website, lfcdt.com. Uh, forward slash shop there's a whole range on there for Sienna steps even if you never wear it just go on and buy something right just go on and buy something if you haven't been able to do the event right or do anything with it just go on and buy something if it's a t-shirt a cup a mug a something just have put something right um, <laughs> the money to a great cause um, we're and try- we're trying we're trying to do it different levels so you know yep. you have to go you have to go for me where you can choose the level you want to you can give one euro or you can give a hundred or euro to or a thousand or whatever you want. And then we have the the merchandise, which, like I said, it's, it's all going to Siena. Um, and then we're, we're bringing something in. We're hoping to bring something in. It, it's 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 just a bit hard with setting it up. But if we set it up, we'll, we'll be only literally asking every person to commit one euro. Um, and if we do this, it's a, it's a good idea. And if we, come, if we pull it off, she'll go to America. Trust me. If we pull this off, she would go to America um, for one euro per person. So that's the different levels. You know, like you have someone that doesn't have it and that euro will help. And then you'll have someone that can give 20 euro and go for me. And you'll have someone that can spend a hundred quid on merchandise, wherever it might be. Um, so that's what we're looking forward to. Lay in yeah, from Asin as, as I'm oh, wrapping up here. But I'm gonna, not saying the wingers are replacing the current wingers. We have a model bringing players here good in tournament to stars. We need competition up top, just like City. Don't disagree with you there, Asin. But seriously, go back in the last 10 minutes, probably about, back to about 40 minutes and we talked about Fool's Gold in terms of looking at players and, and how and when we should look at players, which will be probably fair in terms of what it is. But I say thank you for the super chats tonight. We, we do appreciate it, right? In terms of what's there. Um, this has been the forum. Uh, we've got another show on tomorrow night about, about the Euros. I've mm-hmm. been um, actively uh, prodding Keith to let me come on that show as well because Sean <laughs> and Chris are going to be on saying it's a wonderful tournament. And of course, you have to have a bollocks come on as well. Um, so there'll be more shows on. More shows on during the week with uh, Gav, of course. Pete will probably pop in at some stage. Ray's only allowed out to shed one day a week. The rest of the time, it's um, it's his Mrs. Haven. As you can see, it's beautifully uh, covered, soft, pastel colours there to keep it nice and Bunch calm. Will be, it will yeah. be. I just, I'll, I'll tell you now, if England win this tournament, have you I will have the St. George's <laughs> Cross on that wall behind me. I led the way through to the first game of the New City Liverpool With Is right lad written down the right hand side of it. <laughs> there you go. I will, no, I'll get I'll, one of Andy's, you know, Andy's mates who does the flags, I'll get him to do a, an English not scouse um, flag for <laughs> <laughs> Formby crew across the side. Check radio on Twitter at no, don't, don't leave me alone. That has been the forum. I've been your host, Phil Casey. Good evening, good night, God bless. See you next week. Tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.